welcome to Corpus Christi Anglican Church. I'm Morgan, our planting clergy. Our vision of this church is to become a common people in common prayer for uncommon transformation. This podcast is where you will hear our sermons and other teachings that have happened at Corpus Christi. We primarily serve the region of Springfield, Franconia, and Kingstown. We're glad that you're here. Thanks for taking time to listen. Here's the message. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I'm Alexi Lashkin, a member here. Let's pray together as we get into the word this morning. Gracious Father, we thank you that as we come to you this Sunday, as your son was baptized in the Jordan River, that he secured to us everlasting life. And through the power of his resurrection in our baptism, bring to mind those things which make for being true sons and daughters of you. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Well, it is the start of the year, and if you are like me, the start of the year for all of us has had a fair amount of ups and downs of Omicron, has it not? How many of you have uh, known someone who caught COVID in the last 10 days? You could raise your hand, yes. <laughs> the amount of disruptions uh, from this, what we hope and what we've seen globally is a milder form, but the amount of disruptions in our lives are very real. If you're like uh, us in the Lashkin home, you found that uh, we only were able to send our elder oldest two for two days to school this week. <laughs> so we're continuing in this season, um, and then for Fairfax County, it was all five days that you were home. And so we're continuing in this season where at once we are being pressed into the new year in our culture, and the new year comes with all the new things that must be done, the new responsibilities, while at the same time we're dealing with the old things that we've dealt with the last two years with the disruption to our lives and with Omicron. And in the midst of all of this, we have Baptism of the Lord Sunday, right? Baptism of the Lord Sunday. This week was also filled with, you know, we have to say news in our city that it was heartbreaking, hard to watch this week, right? January 6th, the anniversary happened this past week. And the amount of um, two ways of viewing the same thing couldn't be more stark, could it? And oftentimes God's people are right in the midst of it. And that makes it hard as well. And yet we have our readings um, out, of the, out of the Gospel of Luke of Jesus and his baptism. And it's an interesting account, the Gospel of Luke. Unlike the Gospel of Matthew, it's a shorter account in terms of what we're actually being told about the baptism of Jesus. And it's set against um, Herod. It's set against Herod and the locking up of John in prison. It's set against injustice. It's the bulk of our reading. The injustice of Herod and the injustice of what Herod was trying to get done. But I want to give us kind of a few uh, placeholders as we get into the text. One, we know that Jesus was baptized at the Jordan River. Have any of you been to the Jordan River? Have you, have you been? Okay, a few, usually there's a few, so at least we've had one that's been to the Jordan River. And those of you who are biblical, you know, know your Old Testament, what can we say about the Jordan River? What can we say about it? 
Jordan River features a few prominent times in Israel's history, right? So if you think about the Jordan River, Galilee's up top, right? And then the southern kingdoms are below, and the Jordan River is between those two. Now, the Jordan River, and the theme of of the homily today is is thinking about um, the baptism of Jesus as the start of our exodus into the kingdom of God. In the Jordan River, it was the end of the old exodus, right? That was the end of the 40 years in the wilderness. And how did that start? How did that start, the people of God leaving Egypt? It started with unjust rule, which is a theme we see the Gospel of Luke taking up, right? It started with the people of God being, um, through signs and wonders, delivered, with the river being parted. And it ends with the river parting as well, right? So in the Old Testament, you get the the leaving of one, you know, you're leaving one earthly kingdom and the establishment of another kingdom for whom God has a relationship with. The second thing that we see with the Jordan River is Elijah. Have you thought about this? Before Elijah is taken up into heaven, he parts the waters of the Jordan River. This is the second piece. Now, in the baptism of the Lord, it's a very significant event, right? As a Trinitarian faith, we see Father, Son, and Holy Spirit very clearly in this early ministry, right? So in our gospel text today, it says that the people were praying and the heavens were opened. And the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. So you see the three elements, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now with with God's voice, is that something that you see occur very often in the scripture, where everyone is hearing God's voice? You see it with, with Moses, right? You see God speaking to Moses. And you see with that that Moses is transformed in the different accounts when he's speaking with God, when he's hearing from God. He's transformed and he's transfixed to where he has to be veiled, right? And yet here we have Jesus early in his ministry being baptized. Now, what was the baptism of John? What was that baptism? It was a baptism for the repentance of sins, right? Now, how is Jesus the sinless one? This is on other gospel accounts. How, how is it he is sinless? How is, why is he being baptized? Have you ever thought about this? How does Jesus become baptized? And when, in other gospel accounts, when Jesus is, is um, when John asks him, well, how should I baptize you? And you hear it here, the, the, the shoes I'm not even worthy to untie. Jesus says it's to fulfill all righteousness, right? And so this exodus Occurs. Now, what is the Exodus? Because the Exodus that we've been talking about in the Old Testament is the parting of water. But what is this Exodus from above? Well, in Elijah's day, the heavens were parted, right? And in our reading today, the heavens are parted here as well. The heavens are parted. So that the veil, the revelation, the, the veil between heaven and earth is being torn down in this baptism. 
And what you see is that the heavens are parted and the new exodus, the exodus, the, the, the floods and the waters, the things that can't prevent us. In this last week in Virginia, you saw um, I-95 close for a whole day, right? And they could have used an exodus from the frozen snow in order to get to where they were going. But this exodus was even more substantial, more substantial than that. The exodus between heaven and earth. The heavens were parted. The heavens were parted and the, the spirit descended in bodily form. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And I want us to dwell on this for a few minutes as, as we talk about the season that we're entering into the church calendar. Oftentimes in the American church, and perhaps um, you encountered this as well, I know certainly I did, I grew up mainline Protestant and, and came to a deeper faith in a charismatic tradition in Southern California, but there was a real sense that what was happening in our lives, what was happening in our lives was some sort of spiritual change, that that our sins were being forgiven and there was a spiritual change occurring to us. And that is all true. We are saved through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ in the name of the Trinity, confessing Jesus as Lord. But more than this, we're saved to be set apart for a purpose. We're saved so that our earthly lives could be made into a heavenly life. That the theophany that occurs with Jesus, the revelation, might be a slow turning into our own day to day. And within the church, and as we're looking at the traditions of the church, this uh, theophany, this baptism, this moment that we see in the scripture says that the spirit and the material are actually, they matter. The spirit comes down in bodily form. That's the bridge. The spirit is the bridge. That's the safe walkway from the Father to the Son. That spirit coming down. And in this season, um, if, if you uh, have been in a more liturgical tradition or, or you've thought about it, how many of you know that it's, it's common that people be baptized on Easter? Do we know this? Yes, that is common. It's not the only time it, that Christians do this, but it's common that this occurs. And in this baptism... When we see out of Romans 6 that this baptism is tied to the death and resurrection of Jesus, right? This death and resurrection, this power over the physical, this power over the spiritual is combined. And so when we are baptized, and that baptism is, is done in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and it's done... Um, in that power, there is something that is being united, this change, this beginning Exodus moment. This change that we see at the Jordan River is being imparted to you and to I. And what a powerful, you know, in this season as we leave Christmas and we have ordinary time for a period of time before we head into Lent, what a powerful reminder that on this Sunday, we start the year, the the calendar year of our society by thinking of the power and the nature of Jesus, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in that change not only in the spiritual realm, but in the physical realm. It's not just a change in our belief system, a change that wipes away our sins, though that is all true. It is a change that changes us. And I want to talk for a few minutes before um, going back into the text what is that change that changes us, right? I started 
uh, our talk by thinking about, in the homily section, by thinking about this moment that we've been in. And what moment have we been in? Schools being shut. We've been in the moment of uh, Omicron. We've been in the moment of severe national discord. And you think to yourself, what is that change? What is that change that Jesus is bringing to us? And I myself, I'm feeling the, the weight, the weight of this season in the weight of when, Lord, will the pandemic lighten and it won't be so disruptive? When will it be a little bit easier to think about our national life? And each of us in this coming week will go back into our jobs and we start thinking, okay, what, what is this what is this transition, this theophany, this baptism, this power and the resurrection? What might it look like in the year ahead? What might it look like as we see a uh, thinking about our mission of the church, uh, a people who are, who are bound by prayer, and we think about the various commitments, and we think about the various habits? And where does that happen? And I want to say that bridge, and something for you to think about, is that, that bridge from heaven, that bridge from the Holy Spirit. Thinking about where do I, where can I, in the week ahead, in the month ahead, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? Where can I set aside some time for prayer? Where can I set aside some time for maybe an inconvenient conversation? Maybe you can think about... Um, conflict that you've had in your family life, conflict that, that's been ongoing, where can you prayerfully set aside a little bit of time to try to have a new conversation and ask the Lord to do what he's already done in Jesus, but to do what he did on the, at the Jordan River as well, to descend into your life and to open up little pathways of change in the year ahead. And this is not... Um, if you think about the Exodus, the first Exodus, the first Exodus was a 40-year journey. And that 40-year journey was a journey where the people complained quite a bit about all of it. <laughs> Everything from the food, at a certain point they're saying, who is this Moses? Did he even hear from God? We're here, we don't have water. And they start turning after other gods and the anger of the Lord is stirred up. In this new exodus that the baptism of the Lord helps enable by the Spirit, may we, as we start the year, where everything, we're, we're in that desert moment, friends. <laughs> we are in that desert moment. That's another way to talk about pandemic, school shutting, and stress. You're in that desert moment. You can be feeling like, well, if this is the exodus, this is not very good. <laughs> this is a stressful exodus. But we can be thinking instead of, Lord, where will everything occur? When will things happen? We can be thinking, Lord, we, we know where, we're, where you're taking us. And if I look back at my life, I know how faithful you have been, the power of memory. I know how you have shown up for me in deeply personal ways. And you can be thinking this week, how do I then, Lord, take some of the moments where I am at my wit's end and ask you to come down and meet me. Ask you to open up some doors for me. Ask you to restart some habits that I know bring me closer to you. For some of us, these are habits of worship. For some of us, these are habits of scripture reading. For some of us, these are habits of prayer. 
But for all of us, when we're living in this city, this region, which is so personally displacing, where people come and go quite often, where uh, what, why people are here often because of work or for politics or for other reasons, and those of us who tend to stay, it's almost like, uh, I don't know why we're staying, but we're here now. In that sense where we feel displaced, we still have access to Father, Son, Holy Spirit in the new exodus. And in that new exodus, in these moments where we feel really strained, we can start thinking to ourselves, what are some, what are some places that I can do? Before I look up and see where the Lord wants me to go today and my responsibilities, where are some places I can renew my habits? And we can encourage one another. This is a New Testament practice and something Father Morgan has urged us to ask each other for prayer and to engage in each other's lives and think about the broader work. And it's hard to do when you're on the journey and in the desert and you're facing all the challenges. But we can start asking each other as we go into our formation groups and they start up, how might you need prayer? How can I show up for you? And while we may not have the gift of time, and we may not have the gift of patience given everything that we're going through, we can ask ourselves, what is a small thing I can do this week, Lord, to remember my baptism, to remember that you came down from heaven, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, not just that I might feel good about you in my spiritual life, but that my physical day-to-day interactions might be blessed with the fruits of the Spirit. Peace, patience, kindness, self-control, for the, and love above all. For those things, there is no law. And when we think about what God might be doing here, where people, um, many of our neighbors don't know, it's uh, the baptism of the Lord's Sunday in our surrounding neighborhoods. But it's the best news. It's the best news for them as well. How might... The fact and the the good news that there's been deliverance from sin and from futility. And that's an inward change, but it's an outward change as well. And start thinking, how might we as God's people in this land have that ethos about us? Uncommon people praying for our neighbors. And not just our neighbors in in absence, the neighbors that you're going to meet this week. How might you pray for spiritual conversations with your neighbors this week in your work environment. I think about oftentimes, well, you know, different messages I've heard over the years about how do I cultivate a heart that's open, open conversations. And I just want to say briefly, everyone has different styles for how they share the Lord. But what to think about is how to have spiritually natural conversations that build the bridges that are authentic for who you are, whether that's saying you're going to pray for someone, whether that's just following up with someone. There's all, you know, you can't get too specific. But to think about the relationships you're in this week who don't know the Lord and to cultivate a a spiritual attitude of conversational evangelism, but to also think about in my relationships where there's all these things stacked up against God's people Pandemic, school closure, stress, all the things that we faced in the last two years. 
to remind ourselves that we are on the new exodus. And just as God delivered in the past, he has delivered for each of us time and time again. That our, our journey is not just a spiritual journey, but it is a physical journey. And that means that there are changes in our day-to-day life as well. And if, you know, if you're convicted by this, I, I, I just ask that you just open up a space in your heart now to just say, Lord, I recommit as the year starts to you to think about what you mean for my year ahead. And I think, it, and, and the God will be so faithful. He will be so faithful to, to make those transitions in our hearts and in our days, whatever we might face, whatever difficulties we might face. Because this, this season that we've been in, if it teaches us anything, it teaches us something that previous generations have known quite well, which is that we do not know the time nor the place where the Lord will call us home. We do not know the time or place when calamity might strike. And yet Jesus, with his new exodus, provides the sure road provides the the road that is unchanging because it is within his nature. Going back to the scriptures, this baptism occurs, but it is not for several years later that the apostles know what it means. (laughs) So just as in the old rescue, the new rescue is not accommodated by immediate knowledge of what's happening next. But it is a displacement of the powers that be. It is a displacement and an indictment of the way the world works and its oppressive systems. And it's a new way, a way of love, a way of peace, a way of patience, and a way of self-control. Because as the Psalms tell us, the new king, the king above all, is upon the throne. And so as we think about this and we, we close our homily time, Think about all the things it means that Jesus has secured a new pathway, not only for the church throughout history, but for you in the year ahead, for you in the week ahead. He's secured a new pathway. And by the power and death of his resurrection, by that same power, he will be a sure accompaniment for you and for each of us, whatever our age, in the week and months ahead. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this word and the baptism of Jesus, that though he had no sin, he did this for all righteousness' sake. And thank you that that same righteousness is with each of us who are baptized in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.